Let's get into it. So, episode 76, and it's my favorite time of year, right around Halloween. Um, All the folklore around Halloween. All of the dressing up, the costumes, the culture of scaring people and getting freaked out. And all the things that come with getting scared and being spooky this time of year. And I have this story about those things. And it's chapter 88 of my story of my book. And it's called Going Scaring, Part 1. We used to go scaring. My dad would pack us into the big dog, our family's vintage and janky 1970s Dodge motorhome. Everyone had masks and wigs on. We looked like real freaks. Goons about to hit the jackpot. One more job. Thriller movie mixed with jackass. We were the bad guys and we liked it. Out for a good laugh and mayhem. My dad had this glimmer in his eye when the big dog would be filled with costume-clad pie boys and jokers. I remember this one trip. There were 18 boys, all 7th and 8th graders. At that point in time, I had enough army surplus gear for all of them, and then some. Mix that with my collected Halloween attire, and damn, we looked professional. And I took pride in that. Charlie Googs had spilled the beans earlier that day about how his older sister was having a sleepover with her friends. They talked about watching scary movies all weekend. My dad heard this and just blurted out, we should go scare them, fellas. Like a prank? Uh, Like prank calling them, I asked? No, pie boy. Go scare them in the big dog, said Lumpy. My dad was filled with joy. He said, oh, Lump, that's not such a bad idea. Time to party. Before we loaded up, my stepmom called the mom in charge of the sleepover so dad could talk to her about scaring the girls. She explained we were just trying to have fun and not be mean or hurt anybody's feelings. We actually liked those girls a lot and had crushes on them. They were a few years older than us. And we called them pool honeys, like from the movie The Sandlot. Most importantly, my dad talked to their dad, so we didn't show up in full camouflage and scare him into blasting a shotgun round or two into our butts. You know, the the woods are wild, and you truthfully never know. My friends respected my dad because he would take the fall for us in those situations, and if something bad happened... My dad was good like that. That's why people love him. He could talk his way out of trouble or distract you from the truth with laughter. We waited till midnight to drive over to the girl's house. We begged my dad to go sooner. He would not give in and explained, Let them get tired, fellas. They won't know what's coming once it gets late and they get sleepy. As the crew waited, we got into our outfits and wrestled over wigs and masks. We were ready by 10 o'clock. Imagine 18 boys packed into a house wearing camo and Halloween stuff that couldn't sit still. There was loud talking and breaking a lot of our stuff. Lumpy tracked mud everywhere. 
Who's got the muddy boots, god damn it? Lumpy, everyone shouted. Finally, the witching hour came. Midnight, fellas. Time to rock and roll, Dad yelled. Down the road we went, crazy and lit. Dad turned ACDC's Highway to Hell to full blast in the tape deck as we cheered, giggled, and sang along. He soon shut the music off and got down to the brass tacks of our mission. Dad said we had to split into three groups. Our mission was to tease the girls and get them scared slowly, scratch the walls with sticks and stay low. Then my dad would signal to the others to start banging on the walls at each end of the house to get the girls stirred up with fear. We drove down the road without headlights on and the engine off as well. We coasted in complete silence till we reached the woods near their house. In the midst of silence and scooping out, scoping out the perimeter, I swear to God, Lumpy farted in the back and everyone laughed. Even Dad, who was in serious ram Rambo mode. Lumpy had the best timing. He was built for those situations. He knew how to break the ice in all the best ways. We needed that. The band of brothers quickly exited the big dog and hopped the fence into the woods outside their property. We huddled together and watched the house from 50 yards away, anxious and stupid. Some of us were scared to be out trying to scare people. They thought the parents would find out, or worse, just freaking scared to be scary. My buddy Snake almost started to cry because he thought something bad was going to happen to us. He kept saying stuff like, what if someone gets us? I feel like someone is following us. I'm scared, dog. Jesus Christ, Snake, do you want me to hold your hand? Dad answered and then continued, You freaking pie boys want to scare these girls or not? Once you see their faces, fellas, and Snake, no, no one is going to get us, dude. Besides, I think the smell of Lumpy's farts will chase them off. We all laughed and Dad told us to pipe down while he giggled to himself. Then we broke into our groups. People were so loud and dumb. Guys were talking and tripping on stuff in their yard. Somehow, our cover was not blown. I was in my dad's group, naturally. We had sticks to start scratching the side of the house. Once again, Snake pieboyed out. Doug, I'm really scared, said Snake. Just then, Lumpy started beating the hell out of the house, and the lights came on. Ah, oh, watch out, fellas, get down, yelled my dad. I sat in silence, concealing laughs as we listened to the girls begin to get scared. What was that? What was that? I heard something. As we quietly listened, we could make out the movie they were watching. It was almost perfect. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the original. It was loud and so scary at almost one o'clock in the morning. My dad almost shit and whispered great movie hey case remember when you watched it with snake i thought you joker he had scared the living crap out of me and my buddy snake once in the early morning hours as we watched the texas chainsaw massacre 2 
dad started his chainsaw outside the rumpus room where we were watching the movie. I have never seen someone jump as high as Snake did when he heard that chainsaw fire up. So high he lost his balance and went flying into a chair and flipped it backwards. He was that scared. I ran to lock the sliding glass door. I was in panic mode with adrenaline pumping. I thought it was real. Thanks for the memory, Dad, and the PTSD relapse just before we scare some more people. I liked how the scary movies made me feel, and I liked that idea of being scared. That feeling was with me now as I waited to scare more people. And being scary was a release, but at the same time, it was too damn funny to see people lose it. The anticipation was killing us all. I wanted to laugh so hard it hurt, but I couldn't let my dad down and blow our cover. Lumpy just happened to do it for us. Prior to that, my dad literally said the worst thing you could do is stand up. Guess what happens next? Lumpy stands up with his gorilla mask on, just as the girls open the curtains. She then, or then, they scream, and the most wretched scream, and run from the window. I saw something, I saw something, I'm really scared, comes voices from the house. Now we can hear the three girls running around the house in shock, fearing death or injury as we sat outside ready to finish what we started. Dad hand signals to the other groups. They rise and begin banging on the windows and making animal noises. The three girls were screaming bloody murder, almost in unison. Barf. Ugh. Our laughter began. It took about 15 minutes for the girls to come to the windows. They were in absolute shock. We left our masks on. No clue it seemed, but they knew us. They recognized my dad who was laughing while the, asking the girls if they were okay. They were so damn spooked and pissed off. We took off our mask and revealed our laughing faces. You little assholes, they said as they pointed their fingers at us and then continued. Especially you, Casey Swain. I can't believe you guys scared us. We'll get you back. Believe me, you little shits. My dad answered, oh, girls, don't take it so personally. You know, these girl guys all have crushes on you. Ah, no freaking way, dad, I said. He just threw us under the bus and we all stood in this awkward silence. I don't have a crush on them, said Charlie Googs, and we all laughed. His sister was one of them, so that's a no brainer and that he didn't have a crush on them. But my dad embarrassed us right after we got the victory for him. I thought the mission was to scare the girls, not win their hearts. The old veteran had to give us a little love help and get the girls talking about us, I guess. Silly guy wanted to see us become men, and I guess the best way to do that was push us into the fire. To be continued. Yeah, so we went scaring later. Uh, there was more trips after that, and there was an, another um, mission 
just hour or maybe an hour after that as well. And I'll get back to that story later, but yeah, this is something we did a lot. And another one of those trips, we had stopped by my friend Sasa's house and we had heard that he was home alone with his two older brothers and we thought it'd be a good idea to stop by their house. So we uh, stopped across the field from where they lived and we crept our little butts over there and just as we got to the house somebody tripped or did something and i literally heard somebody go what was that which i think it was sauce and then i heard somebody say get the gun and that's when my dad was like ho ho it's okay it's the swains and all the pie boys don't shoot us and they came outside and were like oh man we thought we're going to have to pop a cap in somebody and blah, blah, blah. And no, it didn't happen. And we kind of scared them, but it was quite a failed attempt after our um, total follow through was scaring those girls. Something about it. This time of year, to get scared or be the one scaring people, I don't know. I've always loved that. Going to haunted houses, and I have stories about the haunted houses. And. Yeah, the Milano, Milano Haunted House, which was above the old Milano store, which is this ghetto haunted house where they like would hit you <laughs> different stuff and they had no lights in there. And if you're from that area in that time, late 90s, early 2000s, growing up out in Malala and Oregon City and Milano, you probably know about that. But if you're not from here or didn't grow up out there, you're just like, what? They did what? Yeah, they put their hands on you and like abused you out there. It's like, uh, if you're going to sign up to get scared, you're going to get scared. And I saw my dad uh, last weekend and we were reminiscing about a fundraiser, a football fundraiser that he used to do for Clackamas High School. And there was this time that we had helped set up this crazy haunted house in Clackamas uh, for the football team to make some money. And it was scary. And I remember my sister got so scared. There was a part with a witch and she was like, ah, give me your hands. I want to use them for my stew or something. And my sister like screamed at her like, don't touch my brother. And there was this other part. People kept grabbing my dad because it was players from the team. And that was freaking us out. <laughs> I remember this guy came out of a coffin and like, tackled my dad from across the room and I just froze but that feeling I don't know some people hate that but I dig it I don't think I would go now now that I'm older I'm kind of over it but as a kid and a teenager there's something about this this scaring thing and this story we got lucky like nothing bad happened but the next part doesn't work out as much as easily as this one doesn't go as well um and i i don't want to give it away but it got a little bit got a little bit scary a little bit goofy and could have somebody could have went to the hospital uh with some buckshot in their butt maybe but we got lucky uh let's see let's see what are there some other reflections and connections about this Yeah, I talked to Sauce, my buddy Sauce today, and I meant to bring this up with him when we went to his house and his brother was going to pull the gun on us. 
<laughs> I don't blame. We're out. We're out in the middle of nowhere. It's so dark. Um, being somebody that doesn't see very well and driving out there, learning to drive out in the boondocks, not great. And um, I, I don't blame people for having guns out there, especially around this time of year, because you never know. Some freaking Satan worshippers or some weirdos walking around out there. A homeless person. I've already told that story about the homeless person in the canyon and people robbing people. We had these crackheads that used to live across away from us that would be walking around at like 3 o'clock in the morning scoping stuff out or stealing our wood or stealing stuff from Lumpy's house. Anyway, I'm getting off track here. I'm getting off track. Um, yeah, but I think this is fun to do a live. <laughs> uh, let's see these comments. People, oh, I hate being scared. What's up, Freeze? I love you. Thanks for tuning in. Um, but ah, being scared is fun. Come on. At least watching a scary movie around this time. This is fun. Um, but let's talk about some song choices that made me think about these stories and help me write the stories. Oh, I was thinking about White Zombie and Thunder Kiss 65. Oh, I love that song so much. And the music video. My buddy Lumpy had shown me White Zombie and Rob Zombie um, way back when we were younger. And I just remember the day of walking to his house and he's like, you want to get... You want to put some ball on your hair? And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, dude, I got some music for you. You ever heard of White Zombie, bro? Rock on, man. And I was like, no, I have never heard of that. I think it was sixth or seventh grade. And he put that song on and played the music video. And I've never been the same ever since. I dig that stuff so much. And specifically thunder kiss 65 is like a throwback to like vintage halloween and vintage like horror movies and biker movies and things so it's got a really cool nostalgic feel to it um it's just a really thumping alternative rock song it's hard to put that in a category but it's legit and then ACDC, obviously, I mentioned in the story, Highway to Hell. The whole album on tape. Um, some of you people out there probably don't know what tapes are, um, but some of you do. And we had a tape player in that old 70s Dodge, and it was one of the only things that really worked right was the tape player. I don't think it you could rewind. You had to just play it straight through, but albums like Highway to Hell by ACDC, you could play that straight through. You didn't need to fast forward or rewind. But I like that idea of like living on the edge and being, I don't know, shouting at the devil and messing around during the witching hour or something about that. It's not for everybody, but when you do it, it's it's fun. And I get why Rob Zombie likes to make crazy movies and music. He probably feels those same things. Anyway, what else do I got? Oh, man, I want to tell all the stories about scaring, but I'm not going to. We're going to wrap it up, call it good. Tune in to the Pie Boy podcast next week. I think I might do the origin story of the 
the big dog, our family motorhome, explain where that came from, some of the crazy things that used to happen with it. A lot of my friends were obsessed with it, uh, aka Lumpy, and he's the only person I've ever seen burn out in it and do cookies in our big dog, in our motorhome, and I have proof. I can prove that to you. I've never seen a motorhome burn out or do cookies, but ours just ours and lumpy had to be driving but yeah that's it that's all i got and um we don't say goodbye we say until next time happy hunting peace thank you for turning in and yeah you better listen next time go check out the pie boy podcast instagram handle um check out my stories i always put album covers on there i've got my notes You'll see that pretty soon. What can I say? Peace. This is the Pie Boy Podcast.